98.9 FM WYRZ. Jason Dozier with you here. A very special addition here to the Drive Home Show. Going to have a conversation with National Service Animals Monument President Teresa Brandon. This will be a quick conversation, but something the very important to the community. We wanted to bring Teresa on here for a few minutes and discuss what's going on with the National Service Animals Monument. Teresa, how you doing today? And tell us a little bit about what the National Service Animals Monument is all about. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the opportunity to visit with you and your uh, listeners today, Jason. I just uh, think this is a wonderful opportunity, especially with it being so cold and gray outside, to be able to have some cheery conversation today. There we go. So the National Service Animals Monument Corporation is an organization that's, first of all, it's a nonprofit, and its main mission is to build a National Service Animals Memorial in Washington, D.C. Okay. And it's to help us give all service animals, including working animals and their handlers, the national recognition that they deserve to increase the understanding of what they do and have done for centuries. We share our history with them. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, now, Teresa... Let's first of all, let's define what a service animal is. I know there are folks that that certainly understand, for instance, when you see somebody with a dog and they say, okay, well, they're helping the blind or they are a service animal. But then, of course, people have all kinds of animals that they would use as service animals. That does make some people question that. But what officially uh, enables a person to call an animal a service animal? You know, that is the most perfect question to start with. We even have on our website, which is the National Service Animals Monument.org, there is a page that talks about what is a service animal. Oh, okay. So, and I want you to understand that the full understanding and use of the, that term, service animals, is very broad in several across several species as we use it. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Most people think of a service animal, you usually think dog first. Because they're used to seeing individuals who either ha- are um, blind or have some kind of a mobility issue, mm-hmm. oftentimes they will have a service animal that is assisting them. Mm-hmm. And certainly those are well-trained and certified working dogs. We also have working dogs that work with our law enforcement and our military. But those are not the only animals, I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. In the course of our organization, we honor the horses. There have been birds. There are currently sea lions and dolphins that work with the United States Navy since 1959. You have numerous dogs that serve in various capacities. A lot of people just don't realize it is very broad in nature. The ADA is very specific about what a service animal is. It's defined as dogs that are individually trained to do work or perform tasks for persons with disabilities. Mm -hmm. Now, that's all fine and good. um, But like I say, we extend that across other generations of animals, if you will. And the one thing we do agree with is these are not pets. They are performing some specific function, even if it's not apparent. You may have veterans who have PTSD Mm -hmm. 
or someone who has seizures and those dogs are there to alert them. There are also therapy animals uh, from dogs, horses, even camels, llamas, uh, various animals that serve us either providing safety, security, or independence. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Just this week, there was a news story about a woman who had a snake or was trying to put a snake on a plane, and I think it was a boa constrictor, and they did not allow her to do that, even though her argument was it was her service animal. So it, does a snake, would that, and, and of course, you know, you, people would laugh at that, but, you know, it's a very serious topic, and that's, again, where do you draw the line? Maybe that snake gave her comfort or something or helped some, or maybe she was just trying to get her pet on the the plane but where do you draw the line and is that acceptable or what is the line of acceptability again you know i'm so glad to have an opportunity to focus on this because i know a lot of individuals especially persons with disabilities who have a service animal have run into this issue just out in the general public where someone has purchased a vet that says service animal And they even get a little card from a vendor Mm -hmm. uh, that sells it to them saying this is a a service animal, and they're not. Uh, Quite frankly, they do a disservice for persons with disabilities Mm -hmm. because these dogs and animals are highly trained, and they are certified Mm -hmm. having been trained to help this individual. And oftentimes you will see them laying by the feet of that person. Right. They're under control of that person, either through a leash or a harness or by voice. They're highly trained. They are not there to interact with the other public or other animals. Okay. So so when you. Oh, go ahead, Teresa. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. So when you see people that have a, a, a pet in a store and that it's usually a dog. And it's barking and carrying on and not under the control of that person. In all probability, that is not a service animal that's been certified. And they really do not only create a disservice because people get that in their minds and think, I don't want any service animals in my store or whatever. Right, right, right. Or they create a confusion or upset to the service animal who's like they're I'm supposed to be doing a job here. Why is this dog barking at me? Right, right. You know? Right. So with regards to your question about the snake, I finally highly doubtful. Okay, because again, and what I'm what I'm envisioning here as we discuss this is a service animal would have to be an animal that has the ability to be trained. And I yes. guess you could train a snake or something like that, but in general, it has to be a an animal that has the the capacity to think and interact with humans, as opposed to again a snake. You have no idea what that snake is thinking, and and just because it's your comfort, like comfort food, as you say, that does not qualify as a service animal. That's correct. And if anybody out there listening wants to review that, they can go on our website and look up under our definitions section under about us Mm -hmm. because it lays it out in writing. We want it to be very clear that we do extend this a little more broadly beyond just the dog, Mm -hmm. but we understand the seriousness of what these animals do in working with us, whether it's law enforcement, military, whether it's a horse or a dog Mm -hmm. or even a bird or a dolphin or a sea lion. 
All right, Teresa, if you could hang tight for a minute, we're going to take a little break here, play a couple more songs, and then we're going to get you back on here, and we're going to finish this conversation, a very fascinating conversation. Once again, Teresa Brandon, the president of the National Service Animals Monument, will be back with more 98.9 FM WYRZ, streaming online, WYRZ.org. 98.9 FM WYRZ. YRZ. I'm Jason Dozier, and we heard a little bit earlier from Teresa Brandon, the president of the National Service Animals Monument Incorporated, and uh, a fascinating conversation. We want to wrap it up here, just a few more minutes with Teresa, and get some more information about the NSAM. Teresa, uh, glad to have you back. Thanks for waiting. Now, let's get back, though, to the National Service Animals Memorial Bill that was passed and just signed into law. So what does that change or what does that add to what was already in place? Well, we are just tremendously excited to share this news, and I appreciate you giving us that opportunity to make the public aware. A year ago, uh, around January 4th, we introduced a bill to Congress, and it was to ask Congress to consider giving us land in Washington on which to build a memorial. Mm -hmm. And this original vision was started by Susan Bahari. She's a world-renowned artist, just phenomenal artist. Um, and she needed to get this done. And the, the only way that she could do this was through a corporation to actually handle the mission mm -hmm. and create that vision for her. We've been working in tandem for over a year now. She called me May of 2021 and had asked me, uh, to join this organization to bring this about. Mm -hmm. uh, we had worked on a project down in Texas back in 2014 on a smaller, much smaller project. But knowing how we both work, we were able to get the bill introduced, as I said, a year ago, January. And it had to go through the typical things that a bill does, goes through the House, goes through the Senate. But there was one extra step here. And the main step was there's a thing called the Commemorative Works Act of 1986. Okay. And this is not what every bill, de bill deals with because it specifically relates to property. Now, anybody who's been in Washington, and I'm assuming you've been there, Jason. Sure have. There's a lot of monuments and statues in Washington. <laughs> right. I've, got, so, I've got a lot of photos of them, definitely. I know. And so you have – a lot more restricted land availability. So in 19, early 1980s, Congress said, you know what? We need to think about this limited resource. How are we going to start parse parceling this out, mm -hmm. if you will? And so they created a set of rules. They have a commission that you have to go before to get clearance and approval. They deem this is a project that is worthy. And I will tell you, that that was quite the day that we did that. Last March, we had over 30 people lined up to give testimony via Zoom because we were still in the Zoom days <laughs> right, at that time. Right. And we did our presentation, uh, including I did a 10-minute historical breakdown, if you will. Um, and that was quite interesting to do because I needed to cover – what all have these animals done? Because they're looking at representing a group that has done something that's 
very broad across time of a historical nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There have been some organizations that have tried to do this for maybe a group that is known for one thing, and they will not be approved because that's that's not broad enough. Okay. But we were able to to share that because I talked about a timeline actually going back, starting with the Revolutionary War. Oh wow. And the Civil War, World War One, World War Two, and the Korean War, and the Vietnam, all the way up to current times. And it isn't just the war dogs and the animals serving in those capacities, but we also talk about uh, the first seeing eye dog that started back in 1928. Oh, okay. Therapy dogs and horses. The main thing is we want to honor the i mean these animals and their handlers are national treasures mm-hmm, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta really recognize mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we have nothing in washington that recognizes them yet and we feel very compelled as did all the witnesses we had at that meeting that day feel absolutely driven that we need to recognize what all these animals have done standing with us to do what we need to do there is such a human-animal bond that is tight. I mean, it, you talk to any canine officer who works with the police or the sheriff's office and or a military dog handler, and I mean those two are tight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the, um, the the other thing about this that was very unique in Washington, when you speak of Washington is you guys had bipartisan support on this. That's something we do not see Late or have not seen much lately in the last decade or so, really. But you guys, uh, you did get bipartisan support on this. We did, and we were so thrilled by that. In fact, I will tell you, one of the premises of Susan Bahari's vision is that this is the one thing that we believe all Americans, regardless of their background or your political persuasion or whatever, People can all come together and celebrate this side by side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, what a wonderful thing to think about that when we finish this memorial, the organization, the National Service Animals Monument Corporation, will gift this to the country mm-hmm. because we pay for this. There are no federal dollars for this. This was one of the other require- new requirements from the Commemorative Works Act. And I will tell you, once we finished our testimony that day, the commission actually sat there and discussed it in front of us and made their decision right on the spot. Hmm. And it was unanimous. Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was a huge hurdle. Once we got past that, it went before the House. Uh, the House did forward it to the floor and voted on it unanimously. And then it was introduced to the Senate in September, while Susan and I were actually on the Hill mm-hmm. out there with many other uh, animal organizations trying to support uh, various and it wasn't necessarily support, but to educate, you know, the sure. uh, congressional members on what's going on and why is it in everybody's best interest for them to support this bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, there were four bills that were identified by the pet community and in the animal community and ours was one of the four Mm -hmm. so we've had we've been able to have support as you said bipartisan we had two sponsors and two co-sponsors each from the respective parties 
plus several other co-sponsors, uh, this was a very popular bill. In fact, I we told them, this is an easy bill for you. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we could get all of our uh, problems in Washington solved in that fashion? <laughs> where they all came together and, yeah, let's just, you know, this is the way we need to do it. And things that actually benefited the country. Wouldn't that be fantastic? It, it really, really would. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you've proven, uh, Teresa, that it can happen and citizens can uh, get politicians to do the right thing if you bring the right, uh, you know, if you present it properly and, and, it, and the benefit is there for everybody because it's certainly not a political side by, by any means. All right, once again, Teresa Brandon, President, National Service Animals Monument. Thanks so much, Teresa. My pleasure, sir. Have a wonderful day. We're going to continue on. Going to take a quick break here. Be back with more great music. 98.9 FM WYRZ. And remember, always streaming online, WYRZ.org.